Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone out there in Medical Alley. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Medical Alley podcast. I'm pleased this morning to be joined by Laura Stoltenberg, the Sector Chief Executive for Halma's Medical and Environmental Business. Uh, Laura, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Frank. Glad to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, so the the first place I want to start in this conversation is, you know, to learn a little bit about your background and kind of your journey in leadership. And, you know, the, the place I'd like to start is kind of where you started. Uh, you started at GE, which is well regarded as like a leadership training ground. And I'm curious, uh, what was that like working at GE and how did that prepare you for what you're doing today? You're right. I feel extremely fortunate to have started at GE for really the reason that you mentioned is their focus and around professional development and training that they truly, not just when you start your career, but at all points of your career, recognized that, that it's some classroom training, but really on the job. And GE from a very early on was able to give a lot of responsibility and exposure to young professionals. And I've carried that with me through my career. It's, it's not about always getting things right, but it's around trying and learning and making a contribution. And through that, you also create really strong relationships. And now I have a network of really talented people around the globe in multiple industries. You know, I, I've definitely seen that, especially with GE. There is a, an amazing GE network in healthcare and medical technology, you know, right here in Minnesota and around the world. Um, you know, early on in that work, while you had trained in engineering and business, you went out and you, you were on the sales side for a while. Can you talk about what was that experience like? And, you know, what do you what do you see today that maybe is different in the sales world than it was when you started? Yeah, you're you picked up on it. I often say that I'm an engineer by education, not by experience, because I very quickly moved into the commercial side of the business. And that was intentional. I found a passion for the intersection of technology and business very early on. It's by recognizing that there's a lot of innovative companies that have unique technology, but actually don't end up making an impact because it doesn't translate to business. And there are businesses that end up dying because they don't stay fresh and they don't, they don't innovate. So I, that's really defined my leadership journey is that, that combination. And even though that was many years ago that I started as account management, what's been consistent is the focus on solving problems, global problems and specific customer problems. I think what's evolved since then is the role of technology. We're just getting more sophisticated in the ways that we can solve those problems. There's a lot more connections and clearly digital has helped accelerate that. You know, and that's a topic I want to come back to, and it's a good transition to talk about what you're doing uh, today. So you're, you're with a company called Halma that, you know, some of our listeners may not be familiar with. Before we dive into some of the business there, could you just tell us uh, who is Halma? Sure. Halma is a FTSE 100 listed company. We're a group of life-saving companies, about 
50 different operating companies that are global that make up almost $2 billion in revenue, uh, we, we report in pounds. So what binds us really is our purpose, which is growing a safer, cleaner, healthier future for everyone every day. And again, that's been part of who we are now for decades. We have about 7,000 employees and do business in about 160 countries around the world. Wow, it's quite an organization. And I, I have to imagine then, even before the pandemic, you were managing then businesses that are all over the world, are you know relatively distributed. What was that like pre-pandemic and what is it like now having that sort of kind of distributed team and operations? That's right. And specifically in our medical business, we cover a number of different industries from life sciences, uh, which can be medical fluidics components going in in vitro diagnostic equipment to our health assessment businesses, which are patient monitoring, along with real time location services, all the way through therapy solutions. And those businesses are China, Brazil, Germany, France, US, UK. So exactly right. Um, very diverse. And that's intentional. It's part of our business model is to be decentralized with the idea that it's that decentralization where you have a talented intact team that's vertically integrated within a niche can be close to the customers to respond quickly. So for me as, as a leader, it really has been natural from transitioning through the pandemic is our relationships with our businesses are built around open trust communication where we've already had a culture where you can talk about what's happening in your markets, what's happening in your teams, make connections to other home of businesses and leaders to help problem solve. So it's been a natural transition again because of the way that we're organized, our culture around agility and our focus on having really strong leaders within our businesses, no matter where they are around the world. Oh, very interesting. So if I'm understanding this right, you have a almost a portfolio of companies that can operate relatively independently, but have this the central support, have the the corporate entity there. And that allows you to be then very flexible, very responsive. So I, I'm curious, how do you go about building up the organization then? Is that an investment strategy, an acquisition strategy? How does how does Halma expand its purview within this space? Well, it does all start with our and go back to our purpose. And that's really what binds us. So all of our business have in common that we're focused on safer, cleaner, and healthier. And that also helps drive our strategy around being niche specialists. So we look for niches that have really strong long-term growth drivers because we are even though our portfolio of businesses, it's portfolio for the long term. Uh, so we have acquisitions that we made, one of our ophthalmology businesses back in 1996, and they were initially founded in the early 1900s. So it really is kind of about long term growth founded in the decentralized autonomous model that I mentioned. And then what Helma brings for the group 
is a network of growth enablers. So that could be capital to invest in inorganic growth and expansion of the business. We are very acquisitive. Um, actually, we've done 30 acquisitions, spent over just about a billion dollars in the last 10 years to bring technology into our businesses, to access new adjacencies and even new platforms. And then because we are a network of businesses, we share talent, we share best practices, um, we give access to international expansion through our hubs. So we have a whole host of value that we bring to our operating businesses. And it's really up to them to choose what makes sense for them in their own growth journey. Uh, we don't really dictate any, any corporate initiatives or that they have to do from the center. Oh, very interesting. So maybe talk a bit more about you mentioned you know looking for markets where there's long-term growth prospects what are some of those areas that you know you're looking at today where you say you know whether pre-pandemic or maybe as a result of what's going on you, know, you see long-term opportunities out there well like most people especially in medical and um those in medical alley, we're seeing the population continue to expand along with that. Unfortunately, chronic disease prevalence is continuing to grow. Uh, pressure on the healthcare systems, both resources and cost. So seeing those trends uh, to be able to put solutions and an ecosystem together to solve, to solve those problems. Um, we're also seeing importance around uh, sustainability. And that's very important to us as Halma to create diverse, inclusive environments and also businesses that can be part of the solutions. And in fact, 70% of our revenues at Halma um, are aligned towards the UN sustainability goals. So we think that that is also a trend to stay along with digital, as I mentioned. You know, the, the sustainability piece is really interesting. We, we've seen more companies, you know, working towards those UN goals, um, but not a lot of companies that have, as you said, like that significant, significant of a play in it already with 70% of the revenues tied to it. Um, I'm curious, you have both the, the healthcare and the environmental side. I mean, is that some of where the crossover is? And maybe if if I'm a healthcare business that, you know, I guess maybe greens the spit, greens the industry, might that be an interesting, uh, or might that be a type of company that should reach out? So actually, the, the I think that's part of a trend that we're seeing in Home as Well positioned for is that blurring of lines between different industries because uh, clean air is healthier, um, safe food. Is, is healthier as well. In fact, we have a number of technology businesses that do cross different market segments. So as an example, we have a business, Permapure, that has a humidifying, dehumidifying material, and we can dehumidify patient samples like caponography, but also it's used in environmental applications to take moisture out of the air so you can get a more accurate reading as far as air quality. We have um, spectroscopy companies who 
through their solutions can help understand the freshness of food or within the air understand the UV light spectrum. Those applications are also applied to, to be able to have better identification within chemicals as an example. Uh, LabSphere is a business that has high-end light solutions and are part of satellite calibration. So from an environmental standpoint, um, using satellites, we can more accurately understand the environment as we're growing crops. That technology is also used actually in surgical navigation systems, because as you imagine physicians, it's really important that they can get the most accurate view of color as it relates to uh, your, your skin or your organs. So we are very interested in technologies that do span industries and can solve multiple solutions. Well, that is really unique. I think most of the companies we get the pleasure of working with, you know, are very healthcare focused, which is great, but aren't necessarily looking at those other applications of the technologies um, or companies coming from other sectors that could apply to healthcare. And, you know, the applications may be there, but you, you need an organization that's set up to work that way to really to find those crossover opportunities like that. That's pretty darn unique. Absolutely. And I agree. Unique is a great word for it. Another example we see with it's important in medical applications to understand oxygen. Well, as we're taking a look at air quality, um, that can apply too. And because of our decentralized model, we don't force fit kind of our businesses into particular industry verticals and really encourage the agility to cross over into different marketplaces because we do have customers in safety sectors, environmental and medical, we can help make those connections to either potential customers or get a deeper understanding of unique industry dynamics. One of the big trends we're seeing in healthcare is this internet of things, digital health and remote monitoring, you know, care that used to be provided or had to be provided in a doctor's office now can be delivered really anywhere. Um, how do you see that developing and, you know, what is HALMA doing within that space? Well, we're absolutely keeping an eye on it. I mean, one statistic, which is really staggering, is there'll be 27 billion IoT connections by 2025. So, and practically then what that means is we're taking a look across all of our medical businesses, especially on how care can be more distributed and everyone more connected. So we talked about with expanding our partnerships um, with different sensors and digital enablement and bringing in analytics capabilities uh, like with Balance on SunTech. But we're also taking a look at historically non-digital businesses and how they can expand and provide value. And one example would be Volk. So Volk is, was founded over 40 years ago, really as a glass company. So they provide the lenses that ophthalmologists use. Glass, not digital, but a year, two years ago, I identified that really every physician had an opportunity to own their own retinal camera 
and re very recently launched a product called VistaView that builds upon our expertise and ophthalmologist lenses by providing digital imaging and technical capability in a handheld. So it has it really empowers physicians no matter where they are to get close to their patient, to be able to provide that diagnostic test and then be able to connect it to other physicians. In fact, this isn't even that recent for us in some sense. So we have a Brazilian company, Cardios, that provides holter monitors. And in 2004 actually um, launched a solution called CardioNet, which in a similar way takes the readings and is able to connect it, provide remote reading capability via internet. So physicians, um, even they're, if they're not physically located in the same hospital, can provide remote reading capability and, and values. So absolutely, we're seeing the internet of things. It's influencing how we think about our inorganic partnerships and also how we think about our organic and product development. You know, the, the Cardios example, I think, is a, a great example of something we've seen a lot of, which is that the technology to do this has has been around, but the the business model, the practice changes, kind of the, the willingness to use the technologies in this remote way has only just started to happen and really seems got accelerated by the pandemic. I would expect we'd see a lot more opportunities like this to develop um, and in spaces we probably can't even imagine yet today. And from just the product itself, yes, it's what we're seeing is an acceleration of the electronic evolution, even into how we install, how we train, how we service, um, how we market, how we built kind of that market insight and interact with our customers. So we, it's, a, it's gonna be a journey, I think that we're gonna be on for quite a while, it's exciting. Well said, and I think very well said that it's not just the, the devices themselves, but all of the things around it, the service, the marketing, et cetera, that are experiencing this digital transformation. Um, and I'd encourage our listeners to, you know, check out the what Halma's doing in this area and also look at just the broad range of applications in other industries like environmental, like in energy, like in other places that have been using these technologies that we might learn from in healthcare. I think a lot of companies we've talked to, they've historically focused on, you know, M&A as kind of their strategy for inorganic growth. We've seen a bit of a trend of, also doing minority investments, equity investments in companies. And I'd seen that like with Owlytics and a few others, Halma's taken that approach. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the different ways you might partner with other, with external companies, maybe before an acquisition would happen? Yes. And we're firm believers that it takes a ecosystem to solve these big problems around safer, cleaner, healthier. And as part of that, we did launch a corporate venture fund. And you mentioned one of two investments that we recently made, um, in fact, this past year. One is Valencell that has wearable sensor 
technology and they're partnering with one of our businesses, SunTech. It has uh, unique and differentiated blood pressure monitoring modules and solutions to really bring them in balance into medical grade. We have another business, Owlytics, which is a startup remote monitoring business um, doing some work in fall prevention and detection and working with some of our businesses uh, like Centrac, who has remote uh, tracking location services and are doing more within long-term care facilities. So we do make investments in startups, um, encourage where we have business collaborations and uh, create those partnerships. As I mentioned, we've been very acquisitive too, and we are fairly flexible in our business, business models. We look for long-term growth drivers, as I mentioned, with a track record of profitability, really strong management teams, because we are unique acquirer in the sense that we are strategic, we invest for the long-term, and we keep our businesses autonomous. So especially for founder owners um, that want to keep their brand and keep their management teams intact, we provide a good home for that because we invest really to drive revenue growth is how we deliver profit growth versus cut focusing on a lot of cost cutting and centralization. You know, so with that very wide range then of, of spaces that you could serve and how do you keep up on all that's going on and, you know, kind of, I guess, support the, the different groups within your team to, to be able to find those deals or make those investments um, when you have a, a pretty wide range of areas to cover? Well, our operating companies are absolutely a source since they're operating within their niches and close to their customers. And um, they're able to identify potential partners that they're seeing on a day-to-day -day basis and technologies. Uh, with that, we also help conversations because people come in as leaders with very diverse backgrounds and have their own networks. And we have a strong mergers and acquisitions team who are working with partners and such as Medical Alley is a great partner to be able to get insight into what's happening, uh, not only in the Twin Cities area, but in the broader medical industry. So we just leverage our network or relationships, keep our eyes um, open, make the connections and trying to develop relationships that we think could be beneficial. You know, looking ahead to 2021, which I'll say for the audience, we're recording this uh, just before Thanksgiving, so we're in you know end of November. Um, what are you looking forward to for the company, and you know how it's set up today, and how you're trying to position it for the next couple of years? Like, where do you see the the biggest opportunities for Halma to make an impact? I think there's a few things. One is continuing our our track record of growth and delivering on our returns. Um, actually, over the past 40 years, we've been able to deliver dividend growth of at least 5% and have shown a shareholder return of over 800% over the last 10 years. So we're in a very strong financial position to be able to continue to invest 
And where we are going to invest organically and inorganically is to continue to strengthen our purpose. So in the areas of safety, environmental and medical. And the exciting thing is within those broad play boxes, there are a lot of smaller companies that really are provide a specialized technology or solution. So we're excited about being able to bring them into the Hama family and to continue to enable their growth. Thank you again for listening to the Medical Alley podcast. To make sure you don't miss a single episode, be sure to follow us on social media, subscribe to our newsletter, and visit us at medicalalley.org.